WN Productions THC Podcast Sponsored <laughs> My Fast Custom Shirts And BoyGob.com Joseph, how was your week? It was fine, Tom How was yours? Oh, pretty good now. <laughs> I like how you're carrot topping it now. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was another one. Seems like a fucking long week, man. Yeah, it's mm. still January. Um I've uh resigned myself to the well the first of February, first week of February is going to suck just as bad, you know, so whatever, whatever. <laughs> I, I'll be able to keep the business open two more weeks, I think. So we're good. <laughs> we're good. Yeah, it's about mid to late February when it starts turning around. Yeah. So that is that is what it is. Yeah, it was a long week. Uh, I got a couple orders in, so I'm thankful for that. Almost enough for me to pay my bills next month. Yeah. Almost. No food or anything like that. But No, had some orders come through the, the website. Uh, had to drive uh, Lisa and the girl over to a cheer competition this weekend in Fort Worth. So I was gone like throughout this weekend. And she's like, all right, I'll get our tickets so we can go watch. You know, I don't really give a shit about it. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, just, I would want to watch her. I don't need to watch like everybody else that's in this competition. These things last all day. Why? You're not some weird sex creep 
watching right. children do fucking yeah. cheer competitions. Yeah, like all these other men that are in here. I was like, what, what's going on? But uh, yeah, Lisa told me that the tickets for this thing were 50 bucks each. I was like, what? I said, no. Nah. something your own child is in? Right. I said, you know what? Why don't you go and I'll just go find some place to park or something. And that's what you, re- you read a book, huh? I did. I sat in a car <laughs> for two days for like uh, five hours, you know, each day and just read and listened to an audio book and read, <laughs> listened to audio book. Uh, today was cold. So I was cold and read and listened to an audio book. <laughs> and why, why did you why didn't they just drive and you stayed home? Lisa's not a, a driver. She panics ah. in heavy traffic and going from here. Ever since the towel, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was already pretty bad, but then that like solidified it. So she'll still drive, but not like through downtown Dallas and I downtown Fort Worth and shit like that, you know? Um, yeah, I can dig it. So, I mean, I don't want to do it either, but you got to do <laughs> stuff, you know, for the ones you care about. You got to do things, you know? Loved so, ones, as some would yeah. call them. And it would have been cool had I read some shit that was good, but <laughs> nah, it was all garbage, which I don't think I have. Yeah, maybe I do. Yeah, maybe I already put them with the stuff to take to the shop. I don't know. <laughs> Set on fire for warmth <laughs> since I can't pay the heating bill. <laughs> yeah, it was cold, man. And it's going to be cold in the shop this week, too, so that's going to suck. Mm. Well, let me grab. <laughs> I guess he needs to throw more newspaper on the fire in the chimney as well. Head on over to Fast Custom Shirts. Give the man some of your money so he can throw that in the fireplace to keep warm. Is he literally going to do that? Maybe. It might be cheaper than actually paying the heating bill. And then you can always head on over to dwnproductions.net if you'd like. I'd like you to. Oh, what is that? Some of that fine H2O? It sure is. Hmm. It sure is. Um, yeah, yeah, that was it. I mean, it was just another week. Just another week. Uh, Juan went and set up at a show that he found there in Corpus, and that didn't do all that well. So, hmm. You know, you know. Yep, yep. But I hey, know. I was gonna, I was gonna display my leprechaun a bronze bust here. <laughs> I didn't buy one either, Tom. So sorry about that. Hey, that's all right. You know, uh, speaking of not buying anything, still have this guy here. No one bottoms. You guys can check that out. I don't know if you can see it with the lighting and all, but there's some nice vein work, subtle vein work detail in there. Head on over to dwnproductions.net. New piece. I'll have this one at the uh, Houston Horror Film Fest pop-up market February 11th, I want to say. But uh, go to the site and order one. Because I do have a couple orders, but not many, so it'll get done relatively What about those Belials? Will you be bringing those with you? No. People didn't give a fuck. They said they did for years. 
Turns out no one gave a fuck, so I'll probably just pull a Joe and take him off the site tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. I get pissed off. But I do have one of these, you know. That's pretty good, Joe. But the, you have one of these. No, I don't have one of those because, you know, have. I'm into pride and everything, but I don't need to wear it on my face or anything. But that's, you know, that's a cold pride piece, huh? But anyway, it's a w, DWN small run production that you guys missed out on. <laughs> Tom's never going to make it again because he got pissed at this one, too. I I made, oh, maybe four or five of those for Frightmare. Frightmare, learn to speak, Frightmare one year. And uh, I think I sold one and the others were just given away. <laughs> so <laughs> that tends to be... Uh, Tends to be what happens. I sell one or two things, and then I'll uh, I'll have to panic, sculpt something else, and hopes of that will selling. And when it all comes down to it, I just end up going off and fucking myself. Chuck. Hey, but enough mm. doom and gloom. People are here, you know, to hear about the happy times and movies. You know, well, what are they here for then? That's wrong. Wrong. Well, I think shit. it's like hearing about our lives makes them feel better about theirs. So, you know, we do it for you guys. Uh, yeah, you watched a bunch of movies, Tom. I didn't. I didn't have. Yeah, a I did. I was. Uh, I should have done it, but I didn't. I was going to do a uh, solo Blu-ray review of this new uh, Dentist Blu-ray collection that came out. Have you ever seen the Dentist movies, Joe? Yeah, I have both of them, but not in that uh, fancy slipcase edition. I have an old DVD of each one. You know, for I'm a Brian Usna fan, and you always buy his shit as soon as it comes out. <laughs> I wouldn't say as soon as it comes out. There's, uh, most of his stuff I really like, and then there's a lot that's, mm, these kind of fall in the middle. Pretty much, it's a very average, very low-budget fucking slasher, quote-unquote, but he's a killer dentist, killing people with, uh, dental tools. Uh, the first one, it all takes place in his practice, pretty much. He uh, catches his wife blowing the pool guy, and that uh, makes him snap. So now he's fucking going out killing people and all that thing. And in the end, spoiler alert, <laughs> he gets sent to the mental institution. The second one, it's him escaping from the mental institution, going to a small town, opening up a practice there. I should say taking over a practice from the dentist he murdered. And then more killer dentist shit. They're okay. I haven't seen these movies in years and years and years. But these Vestron collections are pretty good. And they're like 13 bucks when they first come out. For fuck. Not for all of them. I remember Extreme Prejudice was around that price. Little Monsters was around that price. Silent Night, Deadly Night. That one was a... Shouldn't ah uh, no, I think that no, that one might have been too. Yeah, I think that one was a twelve ninety nine. Yeah, it was thing cheap. Too. That's why I bought it. And uh yeah, because I don't give a shit about rebuying stuff that I already have, you know, but <laughs> you know, why not? I mean the movies themselves are okay. Uh as for the Blu-ray, comes with a slip cover. As you can see, mine was shipped with a little dent up there. 
So I'm going to send Vestron video and angry uh, email is what they do now about how they ruined my life because the slip cover was dented <laughs> up. So let's get rid of that garbage. There's that. Two discs. Uh, I listened to about 40 minutes of the commentary on the first movie. Just wasn't that interesting. It's just, uh, you know, Brian Usna talking like this and, uh, you know, just giving you some information on the movie. And then it has the guy who directed the Sharknado uh, movies. He's like his co-pilot on both of the commentary tracks. I didn't really care for the gentle fellow. I should say I didn't care for the cut of the jib that gentle fellow had. So uh, eh, I listened to the second one all the way through. Uh, the more interesting stuff I found in the commentary was like nowadays companies when they buy your movies they they just yeah take the physical media rights we don't we don't give a shit about that we just want the streaming rights and shit so yeah mm -hmm. blu-rays and dvds that's that's fucking dead they're on and, the way uh, out yeah i mean they're fucking <laughs> and uh there was a movie he wanted to make called the pope and it was going to be about a killer pope or a guy who dropped out of seminary school and he's uh, impersonates a Pope and goes around killing popes and priests and shit that molest children. That probably would have been fucking awesome. Probably would have been even better if Larry Cohen directed it, but that's neither here nor there. Probably the most interesting thing out of both the commentary tracks. There's also uh, separate commentary tracks. It's like one of those isolated music tracks. And then I guess the composer talks about the songs or whatever. Didn't listen to that. Uh, what's his name? Corbin, Corbin Bernson, the guy from uh, Tales from the Hood. There's an interview with him. It's all right. There's an interview with two of the effects dudes. It's all right. Uh, actress from the second one interview with her. It's all right. There might be one or two more interviews on there with maybe the writer and the producer. Eh. Don't know if I'll be keeping this one, Joe. It's an okay. I mean, it's probably it's it's a good release if you like these movies. They're just so fucking basic, and uh, like the effects and shit are so basic. I wouldn't need to go back to this for reference. And uh, I don't know. I don't feel the need that I'll uh, watch these movies again or whatever. But, I mean, if you like these movies, fucking what they give you for 13 bucks is pretty fucking great. But, uh, yeah, I just, mm, it was whatever. It was fine. It's but. packaged for collectors. You know, you got that slipcase on there. Collectors are going to want it. And, uh. Hey, that's good marketing. Fucking sell it to the rubes while you can, man. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's uh, that. Probably come and get it at the Houston Horrific Festival of Fright Films pop-up market. Or I'll sit on it for a year in hopes I'll be able to get a dollar more next year. Yeah. Mm. So there's that. Joe, did you watch anything? Yeah, I did. I watched... Uh... Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS, Tom. I've never seen these movies. I've heard of them. 
uh, one guy on Facebook said, yeah, I got an Elsa shirt from you, not from me. <laughs> I saw that and laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I never made one, sir. <laughs> I made I've made one shirt with a swastika on it for an independent. <laughs> Learn my lesson. And uh, <laughs> he requested it get pulled down because he was getting so much heat from it. Even though he's a Jew and everything, he was like, "No, nah, man, people are tearing me up because of this." And it's not, you know, okay. You uh, put a swastika <laughs> on anything, you're gonna get heat for it. Uh, not a good Especially idea. Especially a comic book about a mouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or a mouse, or whatever. So this, you know, I've heard. Oh yeah, this, you know. Actually, I hadn't heard anything about it aside from <laughs> seeing the images and like. Uh, it is pretty fucking sleazy. This may be one of the sleaziest movies I've ever seen. Uh, there is nudity throughout the goddamn movie. Uh, this is and it's what's funny is it starts out with like a disclaimer. You know, this this film was based on on a conglomerate of true people and true events. And we present this to you in the hopes that it will never happen again. Like they're doing this for, for you know, to stop shit like this from happening. <laughs> like, like they're on a mission to save the world from this kind of shit. And holy fuck, is it sleazy. <laughs> it's like, wow, man. Like, I mean, you would have a hard time making a movie like this. No, well, I mean, you could make a porn, and this isn't porn, but it it borders on it. It's got so much nudity, like so much. Uh, Ilsa herself, Diane Thorne, she is not a pretty lady. <laughs> uh, what is she? Some kind of European? She, I I think she's American, <laughs> but maybe was oh. born somewhere. I don't know. Uh, but she's got a body like it's like she's got, you know, a fabulous pair of tits. But she is the <laughs> fabulous, just marvelous, as they say, the butterface, you know, so she ain't got that going. Uh, so what she does is she runs experiments on the on the broads that she brings in, you know, and like infects them with the, the plague or whatever, puts them in a pressure cooker to see how long they can last. Uh, (laughs) and the men like she fucks them and if uh if if they come before she does she executes them or has them castrated or shit you know but jokes on her this guy comes in that has this ability that he can come whenever he wants to and if he don't want to come he won't so she gets enamored with him uh that plays out a little later when she ties her up to a bed and leaves her there so they can make an escape from the from the gulag, the concentration camp, whatever you want to call it. And uh, and she's shot at the end, you know, because they're covering up everything that happened. The, the German army doesn't want people to know what happened. So she's shot. So that sucks because this, you know, probably would have made a good series of films. You know, if uh, Ilsa had survived, they could have made another one, you know, move her to Siberia or some shit. But uh, but no. Ilsa, she wolf of the SS, vile shit. I highly recommend this. This is great. Uh, this isn't even a, an official release. Look here. Bootleg. <laughs> bootleg I, I didn't know I was buying a bootleg when I got it, but uh, it's staying in the collection. 
shit. Yeah, this movie would uh, always pop up ever since I got into fucking horror movies. This this movie would pop up for some reason. Because who else could you sell it to, I guess? Yeah. Degenerate <laughs> fucks like me. Yeah, it's been uh, on my watch list for years. But uh, maybe one of these days. I don't know. Well, I mean, if your mom's still watching the movies with you, it's a good thing I didn't pick this one for our next series of films or whatever. Because, uh, yeah, if she didn't like those scenes in Wishmaster, I, I guarantee this would not be for her. Uh, well, if we're doing uh, the DVDs, we're going to keep or not just... Still looking for a name for this segment. If anybody out there wants to throw us a name, let us know, Joe. If you'd like to come up with a name, that would be terrific. I'll think of something. So uh, this week, I'm not much of a rhymer, Tom. I'm not I like got Blood Car. Blood Car. <laughs> this is another one I got from good old Hollywood Video. This is probably five for twenty-five or whatever ridiculous price we thought was yeah. good at the time. So uh, this is very low budget, excuse me, comedy about a uh, vegan gentleman. Well, I should say whatever, and I think it starts out, uh, in the future, two weeks from now, gas prices are at an all-time high, and it's like 30-some bucks a gallon. So no one's driving, and... Uh, this guy tries to make a car that runs on wheat grass, but that doesn't fucking work because it's wheat grass, Joe. However, <laughs> while he's making this uh, fuel, he cuts his finger open and some blood gets into the concoction. So uh, he pours that in there and would you know, human blood is able to power this car. So it's just about him going around killing people to uh, fuel his car. It's pretty funny. It's just like a bunch of fucking ridiculous dialogue and shit. And that's pretty much what you're there for. Uh, that's, that's really about it. It's simple, but it's funny and it's ridiculous. And I'll always laugh at just ridiculous, silly dialogue for the, uh, you know, for the sake of ridiculous, silly dialogue. So if you like bullshit, definitely check out Blood Car. It is staying right with me, Joe, because I don't think I can sell it. It has a bunch of resin all over it. 20-year-old resin. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's staying in the collection anyway. So. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, I also went out to the old movie theaters this week, Joe. Well, I watched some other shit, Tom. Well, that's all right. <laughs> Haven't been to the theater since, uh, I want to say, Halloween Kills. So I just had the bug for some reason to go out to the old movie theaters. And since they weren't playing the new Left Behind movie, it was either Fear or I was going to say Interpol. But it's called <laughs> Infinity Pool. That's the one I went to see. I've heard of, uh, what's his nuts? His name's Brandon Cronenberg. Brandon Cronenberg. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I've heard that name come up a lot in the last few years. And then re- recently, all these simp-ass motherfuckers marking out for Mia Goth. So I'm just like, all right, let's see what this whole movie's about. And it's about a piece of shit, Joe. <laughs> Would not recommend. <laughs> well, I want to see it. Uh, I liked Brandon Cronenberg's other two movies, Antiviral, and I can't remember what the other one's name. But I talked about them on this show, and I think Antiviral made my top 10 or 50 or whatever we were doing at that time. Um, so yeah, I do want to see this one. I hope he didn't get too Hollywooded, but if, uh, if Mia Goth's in it, it's not a Hollywood movie because, uh, he wouldn't be able to afford her if she was a Hollywood actress, but she's not (laughs) just some indie chick that, uh, people are in love with for some fucking who knows why reason. Because she gets naked in all her movies, I'm guessing. Let's do that. uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see her at conventions later on down the line. Yeah. A lot of very uh, simple, average, eat up everything horror fans. I mean, that's that's their thing. But uh, this movie, it's about a. uh, It's a very original, Joe. I want to say it's a very original plot. It involves a it involves a couple at a resort in a foreign land, and they meet another couple, and they say, "Hey, why don't you go off the resort with us? We'll have a great time." So they do, and horrible things happen. Their kid isn't stolen from them and having their tongue cut out or anything like that, but. It's kind of worse. Uh, the dude gets all liquored up, and uh, I guess they all do. They have a old whack-off party on the beach, and they're all eating and drinking and stuff. And the guy, uh, our main character, he drives home, ends up hitting somebody and killing them. And the other people are just like, no, no, this is a third-world country. Everyone's going to get raped. We can't. We can, The police are going to rape everybody. We just got to go back to the hotel and pretend nothing ever happened. So that's what they do. And then the police come, knock on his door and say, Hey, you, you're about to get raped. Come with us. So they take him to the police station and say, Ah, oh, you guys are tourists. Don't worry. Just pay us to make a clone of you. And then uh, we'll kill the clone. Okay, why do you need this money from Americans or any tourists to make clones to kill if you have the technology to make clones in a couple hours? Shouldn't you be like Wakanda with all these riches and just a prosperous country instead of like some third world Eastern European hellhole? Fucking dumb. So then we just follow a bunch of rich people who just go around causing crimes and murders because they know they can, you know, pay it off or whatever. So it's just, you know, oh, rich people can get away with anything because they have money. Here's your message. Bye. All right. Cool. Sucked. It was shot well. 
and it was beautifully lit, Joe. But it was a fucking boring slog to get through, and some of the masks look cool in it. Some of them didn't. Uh, yeah, a lot of music video editing going on. It's like, oh, isn't that trippy and cool, man? Not really. I've seen it in fucking 1990s Soundgarden music videos, dog. I don't... This is nothing. But uh, yeah, it was... Nah. They should have, I don't know, done something better. <laughs> Maybe, you know, lower the price to... uh so average people can go there and maybe build your economy on like the average person coming to do crimes and something like that. Not just, but I mean, that's still dumb too. Cause you have cloning technology, but you're using it to get money from rich people to make a clone just so the victim's family can kill them. What kind of, you would, I'm sure you'd be able to make a lot more money if you'd share this information with the world, you see. Fucking very dumb, stupid, idiotic, Joe. And up its ass so much. Movie thought it was so cool and being so righteous and shit. Mm -mm. Would not recommend. Go fuck yourself. So, yeah, I gave the old Brandon Cronenberg and me a goth shit a stroll and nah that these people out there and their me a goth shit are way too much ridiculous i mean she was fine she wasn't a terrible actor or anything she was fine you guys are well, too much I mean, we got a as much as a fan i am of shia labeouf we do have to blame him for bringing her into the spotlight you know for introducing her to uh movie makers or what have you, you know. Not good, Shia. Motion artists. Disappointed in you. Yeah, it fucking sucked. You'll love it. I probably will. Look forward probably to seeing not. It. It's fucking dumb. At some point. You'd um, be like, oh yeah, this was like a terrible episode of Twilight Zone. Yeah, but I mean... Just because like, I liked his first two doesn't mean I won't get disappointed in some shit he did. I mean, I'm not, you know, like like the people that will love everything, you know, that a particular director does or whatever. And a lot of the movies like this, like people, like say his dad, you know, uh, David Cronenberg. He's made a lot of movies I really like. He's made some movies that I think are fucking worthless. Um, you judge them by what they've done and not who they are or what, you know, you expect, like, like I mean, you like, can judge some people by what they've done. No, Victor like, uh, like, uh, what am I trying to fucking say here? Like people like certain movies cause they think they're supposed to, you know, like it's going gotcha, to give them some yeah. kind of cred that, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, yes. I love this piece of highbrow, you know, artistic, whatever. Hey, if something sucks to you, it sucks. And if something just plain sucks, it sucks. Cronenberg uh, did a movie called Spider that is, that's a big fucking piece of shit. He did one called Cosmopolis that I even have no fucking interest in. Don't want to watch it. Uh, Dead Ringers, I remember seeing that and thinking it was, I don't know, interesting <clears throat> but boring. I'll watch it again at some point, but I don't think I'm going to like it. 
but he's done some shit I really like, you know? So like, I'm prepared to dislike whatever, you know, I'll be disappointed. Just like, you know, when Guillermo de Toro started making all this other stupid shit, like Pacific Rim and shit like that, <laughs> you know? Uh, or when Peter Jackson made fucking uh, King Kong, you know, there's stuff I get pissed off at. It's like, man, you guys are much more talented than this, but you're going for the bucks. I get it. I can use some bucks right now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. Nah, I don't know what oh, say. I'm just, I'm getting so heated. I had to cool I'm just myself rambling. off. Yeah, I'm rambling. So, Tom, I watched a made for TV movie from 1974. What did I write here? Yeah, 74. It's called. All the kind strangers, but it's also known as Evil in the Swamp, uh, which sounds more of a horror title, you know. If you're a horror guy and you see a VHS tape that has fucking Stacy Keach's face that says All the Kind Strangers, and you see another one with Stacy Keach's face that says Evil in the Swamp, you're gonna go for Evil in the Swamp, right? So, yeah, that's a VHS marketing tool. This movie. Stacy Keach in 1974, Tom, he had a full head of hair. So he's cruising around in some 70s clothes. He's got a you know nice new convertible. And he sees a kid walking with a bag of groceries. He says, hey, kid, you need a ride? Hey, that sure would be nice, mister. Yeah, turn down this road. Yeah, keep on going down here. He's going down dirt roads and shit. Hey, you know how far away he is? He says, oh, just keep on going. He crosses a creek. Um... Nobody would take their car across a fucking creek like that. They're brand new. Even when the road started to get bumpy, hey, kid, this is as far as we're going. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, he finally gets to the house, and there's just a bunch of kids there. You know, it's like eight siblings or something, and a bunch of dogs. And, oh, come on in, mister. Come on in. Let's l- at least feed you dinner. And there's a mom there, and the mom, like, is trying to signal a guy, hey, help, help, help. So these kids, they're keeping them there. You know, they want parents. They want, you know, somebody to raise them because their parents are gone. And they're going to keep them there, Tom. They're going to keep them under lock and key. The dogs are protecting the house. If they try to leave, the dogs are going to just pounce on them or whatever. And it's really cool because the dogs, uh, they're like ventriloquist dogs or something because they're just kind of sitting there. <laughs> and then you'll hear like barking or growling and the dogs are just kind of sitting there looking all cute and shit. You know, you were just <laughs> But the sound man put on the, you know, um, another guy that's real young in this movie is John Savage. He's playing the oldest sibling and, uh, he's supposed to be the tough, scary guy. He's not tough or scary at all. Robbie Benson is a young sibling. That's kind of dumb. Uh, I don't know if they just put him on set and just said, Hey, just you be you. And, uh, then there's a, an older girl that she seems like she wants him to be his father, but she also wants him to be his daddy, you know? I mean, nothing happens there, but it's implied. Same thing with John Savage. He wants a father, but he also wants a daddy. You know, he's always walking around without a shirt, you know, trying to entice this guy somehow. Weird movie. Weird movie. Uh, can't say I'd recommend it. You know, it's a timepiece. It's from 74. And uh, it was made for TV, so it's not very suspenseful. It's kind of silly. Stacy Keach, uh, I don't know. (laughs) He's not very good in this. 
And I was trying to remember, what have I seen him in that I liked it? Uh, I don't think he's much of an actor, Tom. Not at all. Cheech and Chong's nice dreams. He turns into yeah. a lizard. He does. Yeah. He was very good when he was a lizard. Uh, <laughs> anyway, this movie was on. What did I watch this on? Paramount Plus, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I just clicked it. it looked interesting, but it wasn't. It was just a movie. It's got a weird vibe to it. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, speaking of fuck it, Joe, I watched Night of the Bastard. This is uh, a movie about a uh, satanic cult killing a uh, pregnant woman and her husband in the 70s. And then uh, we flash forward 30 or some odd years later. And uh, the cult's back. And they're out to... Uh... Ah, God damn it. So there's uh, three kids, teenagers, young adults, 20-somethings or so, camping in the desert. Two men and a lady. Fucking... Uh... Like old hobo little hacksaw Jim Duggan Jr. Say, hey, you're on my property. I own all this. Get out of here. So they get out of there, stumble upon the cult, which is really just the Dungeons and Dragon players from King of the Hill, just in the desert going on a fire like, ooh, shalamalakamumu, and shit like that. The two guys end up getting fucking killed. The lady ends up getting stabbed. She runs back to the guy's house and says, Let me in! Let me in! This cult is after me! So, like, the next hour and ten minutes is uh, this guy and the lady fending off the cult because the cult is after her. And then it turns out they're really after him, Joe. So what was the point of saying they were after this lady at all? There was none. It turns out that uh, they cut the baby out of the mom and they took the baby. But it turns out, Joe, that she was pregnant with twins. And when the cops came, they found the other twin. And it was Hagsaw Jim Duggan Jr., so the sister came back to have sex with the brother to have a body for the Antichrist or something. I don't know. It's really fucking dumb. Not well made. The worst part of this is the dialogue and how the lines are delivered. It's like a normal person would be like, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? All the lines are just fuck. If you're an aspiring actor, watch this shit to see what not to do. To see what not to do? <laughs> terrible. 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 Like, not even, like, laughing at it. Like, oh, this is... It's just kind of, like, embarrassingly bad. Because all the lines by everybody are delivered so piss poorly. Would not recommend, Joe. Would not recommend. Tom, I watched the series on Netflix. A 
limited event series or whatever the fuck Netflix calls it. And this is called True Story. And this is uh, it's about Kevin Hart. And in this, he's the most popular funny man on the planet, Tom. He like selling out like big stadiums for his comedy uh, stand-up routines or whatever. And he's also, you know, just going to star or come out in his newest uh, movie. And it's like a, uh, a superhero movie, Tom. So, and they're, you know, talking to him about a sequel already. Uh, he's in Philadelphia and meets up with his brother, played by Wesley Snipes. And his brother says, hey, let's go out for a night. Let's go party, you know. And this guy had, hadn't been drinking for a while. But, hey, fuck it. He's with his brother. He starts drinking. He's out. He passes out. Middle of the night, his brother wakes him up. Hey, so-and-so, this girl's dead. This girl's dead. This girl you were with. Huh? What's going on? Oh, shit. What are we going to do? They got to get rid of the body, Tom. So they call this mobster friend that Webster Snipes knows, you know, some uh, Israeli guy, I think. Or maybe he's Greek. Or maybe he's, I don't know what he is. Okay? Race doesn't matter. Race doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, Joe. If the mob did exist and it wasn't just something made up by Hollywood, it <laughs> might matter. It might. To them. But in they this forget case, about it. So this guy helps him get rid of the body, and then he tells, all right, Kevin Hart, now you owe me, I don't know, $2 million. What? No way. Yeah, that's what you owe me. And so Kevin Hart kills him. And Wesley Snipes, oh, what's going on? You know, now we got to get rid of this. So it's a whole thing of them trying to keep the secret. And, you know, twists and turns, Tom. <laughs> this, you know, oh, oh, shit, not this happened. Oh, no, now this person knows. And and uh, and at the end, the big reveal, Tom, which you knew from watching the first episode, is Wesley Snipes set this whole shit up. Just try to get a little bit of money off of his brother. Not millions. This guy just upped the price and fucked everything up. But yes, it was Wesley Snipes the whole time, Tom. This show sucks. Uh, <laughs> Wesley Snipes is pretty good in it, but uh, Kevin Hart, I don't like. I've never really seen the guy stand up. I don't know if he's funny. I don't think I've watched any movie with him. <laughs> was he in uh, the Jumanji, the new Jumanji movie? Well, I saw that and that sucked. So. He's fucking uh, two for two down for me, man. I don't think I've seen him in, in anything else, but this guy's not believable in uh in anything. I, I couldn't see him playing. Though. Oh, you know who'd be good for that role? Kevin Hart. Who the fuck says that? You know, is he a draw? Is he like fucking like a, a funny man or something, Tom? You watch all these comedians. I mean, a couple years ago, he got like really, really big. And so, no, he doing, sucks, is what you're saying. I mean, he's doing credit card commercials right now, and we all know credit card companies have money. So, yeah. I mean, not for me. I don't, you know, I haven't listened to a lot of fucking comedy shit in a few years. And so, I mean, I mean, he wouldn't be one that I would go to and shit, but to each their own, you know. Yeah, probably a bunch of midget jokes. I'd have to assume self-deprecating midget jokes and shit like that. Seven episodes, uh, not good. They're thirty minutes each. They're on Netflix. Skip it. You know, <laughs> well, all you had to say was it's on Netflix. 
I took the hit so y'all wouldn't have to. Uh, mm. Yeah, it sucks. And Kevin Hart, not a fan, just based on the two things I've seen him in. Mm. He may be one of these guys that, you know, oh, I see his name on it. Now I'm good. I'll stay away. <laughs> you just got me in. <laughs> yep. Oh, what's that fucking act, uh, director? Who cares? Fuck his name. Ty Sheridan, Ty West, whatever. Billy Owens. Joe, you ever seen the movie Night Game? I have not. This uh, takes place in your old stomping ground, Harris County, more specifically, Galveston County. H Town, so, uh, we call it. Mm, I call it Screwston, but you know, to each their own. Mm-hmm. So uh, the trailer tells you that this movie is about this guy who they show you with a hook hand and he's going around killing people. So uh, in the movie, it starts out that uh, the police have to figure out who's killing all these people. In the last 10 minutes of the movie, they find out that it's this guy with a hook hand. Trailer fucked everybody, Joe. (laughs) I shouldn't have uh, watched the trailer before I watched the movie because everything was spoiled. I have no idea why they did that because it's like a mystery and you're not supposed to know who did it, but they just show you blatantly in the trailer. Well, they show a hook hand in the poster, too. You know, holding a horse with his hook stuck through a baseball. <laughs> sure do. Oh, but they don't that, show you the motion. exact guy who it this is. A hook motion. So if you do that, people know you have a hook. Or you can go, or I guess it would have to be the two. Yeah, because they, they, they do that. They snip. So you can hold shit, I guess. I like don't know cigarettes. how they control that. But yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's... You know, maybe I liked it a little more to see what, you know, 70s or whatever year, 80s, uh, Galveston and Houston looked like. There was a lot of footage from the Astrodome and, like, the Astros playing ball and all that shit. So, I mean, the novelty for that, but besides that, it's just kind of an average, a more upscale slasher movie. I want to say, because it wasn't fucking put out by, like, Prick Puller Video or some just garbage company that just released straight to VHS stuff. This is an actual MGM movie, so. I mean, it's worth a watch, but everything's spoiled for you. It's an elevated slasher. No, it's not. (laughs) It's just a little classier than just a guy with a mask going around stabbing. It's all right. Probably will never watch it again, but that fucking trailer. Ridiculous. Watch the Korean movie, Tom, called Lucid Dream. Do you know what Lucid Dreaming is? Yeah, well, neither do the people that made this movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Lucid Dreaming just means you dream and you can exhibit, you know exert some sort of control over your dreams. Not like the total fucking control, but you just got some kind of awareness. It's good for like keeping a dream diary or whatever. 
But no, in this one, fuck it. You can go into a specific, you can set your dream and you can go into it and you can look around and see things <laughs> you might have missed, you know? So uh, this guy, uh, one day when he's at a, uh, at a at a amusement park with his kid, his kid gets kidnapped. So that's what he does. He goes, you know, after years of looking for him, three years, he hears about, hey, some people have helped solve crimes by, you know, lucid dreams. So he goes to the science place and they put him under and like, here's this little thing. Press your press this button when you want to come out of the dream, because that's how dreams work. You know, you're able to press a button in real life and fucking wake up. Okay, so when you say science place, yeah. you mean a laboratory? I'm going to call it a science place because it's Korea. And uh, so, yeah, so he's like at the last moment, you know, he's looking around. Oh, there's a guy with a tattoo that I hadn't noticed yet. You know, oh, there's this other guy that looks pretty shady. He's wearing gloves. I never noticed that. And, uh, yeah, he, he finds some shit out. You know, this cop that's helping him is like, yeah, yeah, we'll go after him. You know, we'll, we'll uh, take these new clues into consideration. And uh, but that's it's not good enough, Tom. So what he has to do, that one guy they found, he's in a coma. He's in a coma. You know, it's like how are we gonna question him? He's in a coma. I got it. We can do shared dreaming. That's where you can go into somebody else's dream, Tom, when you match their fucking Alcadian rhythms or some shit. You know. So he goes into this guy's dream. And that that's the hey look. The thing is, when you go into a shared dream, if you die in that dream. You die in real life. So you got to be real careful, Tom. And if that guy dies in real life, you're going to die in that dream. Hence, he'll die in real life. So, yeah, he's finding more clues by, you know, investigating people's dreams and shit. Well, it turns out, Tom, it's that cop. The cop had his son, you know, kidnapped his son because he needs his son's blood because his daughter is dying, too. And there's a big fucking, you know fucking action beat him up scene at the end in, in somebody's dreams, you know, but hey, first he beats the real cop, but that was the fucking dream cop, you know, and here comes the real cop that's coming into the dream. It's fucking stupid. It's pretty dumb. Uh, Korean movies, they used to be the go-to for badass action shit. Not anymore. They have become more and more Hollywood, meaning that they just look pretty and they suck. And they're stupid as shit. This movie is dumb, dumb, dumb. And I think that's some kind of a dish in Korea. Uh, <laughs> dumb, dumb chow. Yeah, some kind of sauce or something. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, do a little bit of research at least on lucid dreaming before you make this whole <laughs> fucking thing. Oh, let me press this button. I'll get out of this dream. Oh, shit. I dropped the device in my dream. So now I can't fucking. I got to get to that device so I can get out of this fucking stupid, stupid lucid dream. It's on Netflix. Did they mention Metachlorian counts or anything? I'm sure they did. It's <laughs> good. I love Star Wars. Fucking lucid dream. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's all I got, man. Alright. Oh, shit. The doctor. Tom, <laughs> you like playing the organ or playing with your organ? Ah, uh, you know, 
I'm a fan of when the wife plays the skin flute, if that counts. Right. Yeah. You know who else plays the organ? Doctor. An abominable doctor. Dr. Fibes, or as you said, Dr. Fibs. Or Fibes. <laughs> but no, it's Fibes. Don't yeah. they make that joke in the movie, too? Yes, they do. They do. <laughs> this is a horror comedy spoof, maybe? Um, yeah, there's somebody that's killing folks in devious and mysterious ways, Tom. He's setting little death traps and shit for them. And, uh, well, they find out pretty quickly that it's Dr. Fibes who blames all these people for his dead wife, Caroline Monroe, who is not in the movie. But <laughs> they just the have night of the bastard delivery. Here and there. And, uh, yeah, it's Fives versus them. Fives versus the bumbling-ass cops. Uh, cops are dumb. The shit's played for laughs. It is very much of its time. It's uh, art deco pieces, a lot of music, uh, and I like it. I like it, Tom. It's just a silly movie. And will I keep it in the collection? Probably not, because I don't see myself watching it again in this lifetime. But it's not because I dislike it. It's just like, who else is going to like it? You know? Nobody. Why keep it? You know, just fucking collect dust when I die. Uh, yeah, so that's going in the box. It's not a very expensive movie. I don't think it's very hard to find. But uh, but it's not streaming anywhere. You know? So I'm going to have to find the second one because I don't own the second one. I'm not going to buy it. But, uh, but Fives dies at the end of this. So I don't know. How's he come back? I don't know. Remember I told you that story about that coffin built for two at the uh, museum in Houston, the death museum? Fives had one of these, Tom, and he lays down with his bride at the end of it. Sad. Sad times, man. But, yeah, the British people, they suck, man. Yeah, I didn't care for this one. I didn't uh, think you would. It surprised me when you picked. Well, you didn't pick it. No, I didn't. And I was disgusted when you suggested it, if you remember. <laughs> but that's all right. She wanted to watch it, and that's what she picked. So I uh, ordered the old Kino Lorber double feature from Amazon. Spoiler alert. Hit up my uh, used DVD box first because it'll be in there and it has both movies. So fuck Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah. What is what are the deaths based on? Like the plagues of the apocalypse? Yeah, the plagues of uh, the plagues that were visited on Egypt uh, from Moses' times, and uh, some of them are plagues, but some of them are just kind of made up shit. You know, this is so dumb. Like him and his dead wife, they're fucking like chopping up fucking Brussels sprouts and shit. And then, oh, God. So they go to kill this nurse and his plan is to go to the room above where the nurse was conveniently told to take a bunch of sleeping pills to go to sleep. So 
old Phoebe's gets one of those little hand corkscrew cranks where you gotta go like that and he fucking bores out a hole in the floor and he just pours this ecto cooler down into the hole and it's just hitting her in the face like gack like they're just dumping aloe vera gel on her and shit she's british and she's a nurse so she's used to getting the jizz like thrown on her face all the time and so it's like she's just i guess but like when he's all done with it she's just covered like she said something you couldn't on television and then he just starts putting locusts down in the holes just mashing them down in there and I guess the locusts are just, ooh, they're going nuts eating all this chlorophyll. And then it cuts back to she's just a skeleton with a wig. <laughs> uh, the skeleton looked good. The masks of, like, the mechanical band, they were kind of creepy and cool looking. But besides that, this was this was shit. I don't like this old British shit. I'm just, I'm just thankful it was fucking American International and not Hammer, because instead of throwing the disc through the window, I would have just thrown my goddamn self through the window. The and you day got an American you, lead actor, you know, Vincent Price. People tend to think he's British. He's American. He's too cool to be fucking British. No, I wouldn't. I don't think he's cool, but yeah. Then I, oh, I remember last week saying, oh, I hope the makeup doesn't look just like a bag of fucking rubber. Oh, it does. It just looks like he has a rubber bag on his fucking head. Yeah, I like it too. Not good. Um, Yeah, and for those of you that think like uh, Cabin in the Woods is the first movie where somebody's impaled by a unicorn horn, hey, you haven't seen the abominable Dr. Fives because it happened here first. First. I like it. I would recommend it. Uh, Tom, he doesn't. There's no fart jokes in this. So, you know, they do freeze a guy, and that's pretty cool. And I just like it. It's a stylish flick. And I like it. He plays the organ like a motherfucker. I kept on waiting for him to go. So if you're like Joe and uh, you love it when men play the organ, this movie's for you. I, however, enjoy movies where ladies multiple play the organ. But that's, that's just me. Different strokes. Can't wait till next week because it's the last time I'll ever have to watch a Vincent Price movie. Knock on wood. Yeah, I know. Knock on wood. I'm picking something good next time. I already know what it is. And you're going to say, it's not horrible. It was marketed as. So suck a dick. We'll get to that in however long it takes if we're still around. Hmm. Let's swing into another amazing issue, Joe. Spider-Man's number 144. Is that what no. this one was? 145? Yes. Okay, 145. 
at the end of last issue, Spider-Man had just got back from Gay Paris, goes up into his uh, apartment, and who's sitting there? Fucking uh, the dead chick. His dead girlfriend, Gwen Stacy, is there. So this issue opens up with a splash page. Peter Parker is just sitting on his, his uh, stairwell like a bitch, you know, just like, you know, I'm going crazy here. I'm going crazy. And you have the ghost of Spider-Man's is right beside him. You're going crazy, you dumb motherfucker. And he says, you know what? You're not Gwen Stacy. And he leaves. He bolts out of there. And I was like, man, this shit ain't no good. I'm going to swing around for a while. And uh, then we cut to the Scorpion. He's getting out of jail. And... <laughs> And a good scene, a guard wants to shake his hand. Hey, you've been a model prisoner. I just want to shake your hand. And he's like, hey, fuck you, man. I'm out of here. Hey, great. Let's establish him as a villain. His uh, scorpion suit that seemed to look somehow decent when uh, Ditko drew it looks pretty, pretty bad when uh, Ross Andrew here draws it. And, uh, and they just give it back to him. You know, yeah. it was pretty much the weapon he was using to commit these crimes. Give it to him. I know bank robbers always get their guns back when yeah. they get out of prison. And that's what he does. He goes straight to, to robbing banks. You know, it's like, hey, fuck it. I'm a criminal. This is what I do. So a lot of props to the scorpion <laughs> to keep it to his guns. Uh, I play the street life. It's the only life I know. Street life. Uh, I don't know. There's some other. Oh, Peter Parker surprisingly goes to see his aunt in the hospital. <laughs> aunt uh, May's in the hospital. Yep. You know, and uh, oh so, no. And he's like I said last night. He's just man. I've only had one more day, but uh, he's like going bonkers in the hospital, and so oh, I gotta go do some web swinging, and he goes and does that. So, you know, swings around, and there's a couple of panels where hey, it actually looks good. You know, that's a, that's a good pose. There's a good vanishing point with the city in it. It's like, because editor Len Wein drew it. <laughs> there, there's like three panels in this whole book <laughs> that are good, but it's like, wow, that's an improvement. <laughs> uh, yeah, he fights the scorpion. Scorpion kicks his ass and throws him in a vat of cement. <laughs> but luckily he had his hand up. To hold on to the edge, Tom, so he could pull himself up later. That's what he does. Then he goes back uh, to the bugle, I think, or the hospital. I don't know where the hell he went, but that Gwen Stacy girl is there again. Mm. And everybody's telling her, no, Peter, quit being a dick. This is the real Gwen Stacy. We know because we checked her fingerprints. And, yeah, the body of Gwen Stacy still in the grave. I guess they dug it up, grave to find out. And that's the real Gwen Stacy, too. Oh, shit. What's going on here? Were there two Gwen Stacys all along, Tom? I don't know. Jackal. We'll find out, though. <sighs> but first, Spider-Man has to take care of that fucking scorpion. Maybe. I don't know. He does, because the one after that's... Uh... Giant size Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we're leading up to more of the Gwen Stacy shit. I've never read that stuff. I doubt it's good because none of these have been good. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. 
Hey, Joe. Hmm? Why don't you take us out to the ball game? You like lists, huh? Hmm. Well, today we're listing down our top five with no honorable mentions. <laughs> Movies concerning baseball. That's concerning right. Concerning baseball. America's all-time pastime. Uh, yeah, the nothing's more American than baseball. Except maybe, I don't know. Uh, anyway, my number five, Tom, is The Naked Gun. It's at the end. It all comes down to baseball. Reggie Jackson is trying to assassinate the queen in the middle of the game. Good shit. Good shit. Tense. Uh, fucking great. Joe, my number five is Kong Skull Island because all John C. Riley wants to do is get off that fucking island and suck on a hot dog in old Wrigleyville. He finally does, Joe. You know, I think he just watches it. I think he just watches a Cubs game from home. <laughs> but Cubs are in it. It was either that or rookie of the year. They had to get Little shout out somewhere here. So yeah. Wasn't gonna be number one. At number four, Tom, I have the movie Cobb. You ever seen this one? You're the a movie, racist, Joe. The movie about You're Ty Cobb starring Tommy Lee Jones and yeah, old Cobb, he was a racist. Uh I think the whole league was racist at that time. But he went above and beyond what was required of him and was even a bigger racist. Uh, good movie, good performance. There's some funny shit in it. There's a guy that seems to be on every sports movie or series ever made, and he's in it. Um, <laughs> Cobb, highly recommended. Number four, Joe. I have body bags starring your boy, Stacy Keach. In it, Luke Skywalker is a baseball player who gets an eye transplant from a serial killer's. Yeah. Didn't like body bags. <laughs> Sorry, John Carpenter. Anthony, Mr. I don't know, Speedy but we you. did review it. I think it was maybe three episodes back. Baby oopsie. I'm not sure. Damn, I thought you listened. Yeah, hmm. so did I. Guess not. At number three, Tom, or yeah, three, uh, I have The Bad Lieutenant starring Harvey Keitel. Because throughout this movie, he's watching the Dodgers and betting on the Dodgers and uh, keeps on doubling down. And Daryl Strawberry keeps fucking him over. And he keeps losing his bets, Tom. Losing his bets. Good movie. Bad Lieutenant. Highly recommended. Joe, my number three is Blood Games. It's a movie about a women baseball team who go around uh, playing men. And unfortunately, Joe, they uh, beat the wrong men in this game of baseball. And to show them who's boss, they rape them and hunt them down. <laughs> if it wasn't for all the raping, this would be an excellent movie, but... It kind of knocks it down a few pegs, but still, <laughs> still a good movie. 
And every time I see old George the Buck Flower, I'm just like, man, I'm glad Steve's getting work. Uh, number two, have an actual baseball movie, and that's uh, The Sandlot. Just a feel-good movie, Tom. Will they get the best of old Hercules? Nobody ever has before. I don't know. I don't know. No. Joe, my number two is Beer League. It's about a bunch of drunks who play uh, baseball with each other. So they got nothing else going on. And there's a lot of derogatory jokes towards Italians. I laugh every time. Would recommend, especially for you. Because <laughs> you're a drunk racist. <laughs> I love making fun of Italian. I really do. <clears throat> what else are you going to do? Um, at number one, I have the original Bad News Bears. This is the most true-to-life movie about Little League ever made. I don't think anything will ever come close. Uh, good shit. Good shit. I think it was made in Texas. We'll, if it wasn't, we'll just say it was. <laughs> Fuck it. What are you going to do about right. it? Right. <laughs> it's your own fucking show. <laughs> Well, Joe, you started out with Mr. October, and I'm going to end it with Mr. October. Basketball, the Reggie Mr. October classic. Sorry, I just wanted to keep going with it. <laughs> Good shit. I uh, knew this was going to be number one from the get-go. Very, very funny movie. And it holds a special place. In my heart. That's what I should have done. I got one of the jerseys into the closet. I should have wore it. And got dressed up in costume for this episode. <laughs> should have. Never finished that movie. Got to that real big fish part and turned it off. Goddamn enemy of fun. Even if they're singing about drinking. Oh, they're having fun here. I can't watch this. I know you love them, Tom. But that's okay, Joe. Because next week, you know what we're going to talk about? You're going to tell me. Texans. But not just any Texans, Joe. We're going to talk about our top five fictional Texans. So you enjoy that shit, okay? Okay. And they can all get fucked or head on over to DWNProductions.net where you'll say, wow, that's some cool stuff. And then X out of the page. And when you're done with that, you can head on over to Fast Custom Shirts. Well, you'll say, wow. And probably have a better chance of buying something from there. You'll probably say, oh, this is too much stuff. I'm overwhelmed. I've got to get <laughs> off of this website right now. <laughs> all right. <sighs> well, all right. <laughs> Hope everybody enjoys their... Enjoys their week. Uh, Enjoy. Show. Boy, God. The song,